Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi everybody, this is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, the show about your sex and happiness. And today's going to be interesting. It'll be uh, it it'll, it, ha- it has questions for you that uh, yeah that are good for these times. This is a contemplative time for people. This is a creative time for people, as as well as a time of fear of the unknown and other things. And so my guest today is going to talk to you about that, like. And maybe other things like what it is to um, to follow your own unique rebellious spirit out into the world. Like, what does that mean to you? So we're going to get into that. But first, let me introduce her. Her name is Bella Crystal. And um, Bella is a professional guide. She offers one-on-one coaching, leadership consulting, as well as online courses and memberships empowering people to reclaim their uniqueness, genius, and purpose by channeling her expertise and mastery with gene keys, human design, and deep intuition to unlock your design. She's also started a platform on Facebook called Tantra Connection. Oh, not only on Facebook. On Facebook and Instagram, uh, which is a platform for beginners to become more connected with themselves and their partners and life. So that's Tantra Connection. But we'll talk more about that a little bit later in the show. So, Bella, welcome to to Sex and Happiness. Thank you. Yeah. I've been on with you before. I've been on both Tantra Connections, the one on Facebook and the one on uh, Instagram. And we were both, where we met, we were on the Body Awakener with Mario Sanchez. And yeah. that was a lot of fun. We participated in that for a long time. And that's how we got to know each other. Mm-hmm. So um, so before, so like in the beginning here, let's say, how did you get to be who you are? I mean, did you grow up like this? <laughs> I didn't. I kind of broke down to wake up in a way. I guess the spiritual path has always been my path because my mom mm-hmm. was a speaker. So I was into, like before I was into it, I was into it through her. her. She was a vegan, you know, in the, in the 70s. She did gestalt therapy in the forest and brought me, I'm an only child. She was having wheatgrass and like, you know, things like both when it comes to the way that we were eating, that we were living, it was very before her time. And then also all the spiritual and part of it was new age. And that's not really what I'm into. So a lot of it also led to my own discernment. Like this is not good. (laughs) Like this actually doesn't help. So at a very young age, like I started to, to see that some things work, some things don't work. And then I still, I think my, my fall was my perfectionism. So still, although I had that spiritual side, I understood it's about the heart. But in the world, meeting all the demands and expectations and kind of not having even a sibling to compare myself with, I was like, oh, if I can do, like, if I can have straight A's or A plus and everything, why wouldn't I? But then there's so many demands in the outer world. So there's, it's, it, you never stop. And what is the best, really? And then you hear, so, so for me, it, was, it became a race with myself where my worthiness was kind of part like what my worthiness wasn't there by itself it, it also was connected to the outer who what could I achieve what could I be but I didn't really I didn't really care about the results but it was just I, I was kind of lost actually that's what mm, I got it well you know a lot of people are lost and until they're found and um you know some people think that's a religious experience like finding Jesus and that's not what I hear in your <laughs> in your talk and that's certainly not what found me uh my own power and strength and fortitude and purpose found me and it's and i know that your purpose found you so uh so where were you though you because you have you don't have an american accent so where was your mother being vegan and taking you into the forest and where what country were you in well, yeah, I, my dad is Spanish, my mom is Swedish, so I was born in Sweden, I lived in Spain as a kid, but then we went back to Sweden, and that's where kind of the craziness was happening. Um, so until 18, I lived in Sweden, and then I 
Then part of my quest was to move away. I moved to France and I started to, to develop much more of my right brain, my, much more of my creativity. So I went there to dance and I wanted to, I wanted to just dance for a year. But then of course my dad wasn't happy because I didn't go back and do engineering school. So it, I always had these things like, you know, what my heart wants to do, what my, what my mind thinks I should do, or the Spanish and the Swedish, the North and the South. It's always <laughs> things pulling me. I got it. Wow. What, what pulls engineering school versus dancing. Wow. That's an amazing dichotomy. Well, tell us a little bit about, uh, so clearly you started to find yourself and you may have found yourself through these modalities that I mentioned in my introduction of you, something about, uh, first of all, gene keys. What, I know what human design is, but I'm going to ask you what it is anyway. But what are gene keys? I, I, that's a, I think that's a new one for me. Right. It's a system that somebody who was into the human design from the beginnings so of 1987 when it started, he was studying, he even had a franchise of human design in the UK. So he, but he found that it's not heart-based. It's actually based on something that's very static. It's, you get a snapshot of your, you know, your energy about like how things work in you, but it's not a journey. It's not feminine. It's very masculine. It's about it's a theory. It's a theory. A snapshot. You have your type, your energy, you know, your authority, and and all these things that are kind of strategic. And for him, life is not just that. Life is more. So he created his own system called the Jinkies, which is a, a journey through the same, using the same activations, like the same planets, the same math mathematics, but it, uh, explained in a way that is much more embracive. That's much more, not like you are wrong or you're right, you know, strategy that can be wrong or right. No, it's a frequency band. Everything goes from contraction, which is fear to expansion which is love and then you can be anywhere on that frequency band and it's not wrong it's your imprinting your genes can work in a really good like in a really fear state or in a really love state and and that's like it is a range so i really love to combine them because i don't want to kill the father just because the mother is amazing you know it's like i i want to have both i want to always for me polarities is what the universe is built up of so for me to have that masculine left brain system and know these things it can be good because it's kind of a map where okay now i didn't follow my strategy i didn't listen to my you know intuition or whatever yours is and then the other one this this journey and that sees that many many times the shadow of the wound is that portal that actually allows us to kind of integrate or flow through and then something new comes so for me they are so complementary and i'm kind of i mean i am a rebel we are we're speaking about that in, in what i ask yeah. people but it, because i in the jinky world they i mean i'm kind of too powerful in a way it's not i'm not so heart based i'm too powerful i'm too much about sex I've even been told that, like, what does it have to do with each other? And in the human design world, I even had to sign when I did my certification, I'm not going to mix it with other systems. So I'm an outcast. So it's really, you know, but I, I can't walk something anymore that's not my truth. For me, those things, it's the same with astrology. You know, it's astrology together with Kabbalah, together with the chakra system, together with the I Ching. These are the four parts. So I can bring in more or less of those parts. And, and then for me to say that something is not since a synthesis when it is a synthesis i see how it works together then i can pretend well, it doesn't well people like to protect their copyrights they like to protect their systems um i always found it fun just have to say since you said as i just said i always found it funny that um the hot yoga guy i can't think of his name now he that he he copyrighted yoga like really Yoga's been around for thousands and thousands of years just because you put it into a hot room all of a sudden, and now there are yoga certifications. What about all the people who were practicing yoga before there were schools and certifications? So I understand what you're saying. It's like there's no new idea in the whole universe. People expand on it. They, they stretch it. They do what they have to do, and they make it more useful. For any, I mean, I personally have found, like, I find astrology limiting, but then I, you know, one of the, the ISTA founders, Bruce Lyon, is so into, like, how it shifts, and then later in your life it shifts again, and it's a moving chart, and he told me that I resolved all my childhood um, things, and that I was in a different place right now, and I was just like, I am? You know... I guess I, I, I think I'm, I don't need anyone to tell me that, but he said that through charts. So, and, and that's the beautiful thing. It, it, yeah. 
you know, it's beyond charts, but sometimes because we have so much input and like the world, like we were saying in the beginning, the world as it is right now, it's easy to get off track. So this is just a tool. Like, and for me, it's a language too, because I love the language that the gene is. It's so inclusive. It's so much about love. It's so like, it's, it's a gentle language with sometimes with, with everything that comes and it's a way to do really deep shadow work in a quite gentle way. I mean, I don't believe like that it's completely can be gentle, but at least there is a way of doing it. Like you're not going to take a little child and do some things to it because it's not, you know, we are, we are also, there's something, especially with a sexual wound too, where we need gentleness. And for me, the jinkies have that path. So people can start to thread slowly and then you are going to get there. But for me, like TNT and these things where they throw you in the wall basically and say like, face your fears. I feel like many times that can be more wounding. So for me, many times I start to thread with the jinkies and I see the past and I see the childhood who work a lot with developmental phases. So first seven years, next seven years, the first three, four phases and see what happened. And that's when you develop your physical, your emotional, your mental. So then you thread back. Like, did you get stuck in your mental? What about your emotions? What about your body and your cell memories? What about your life force? Because that's the portal. So it gives me a, a frame that feels more safe for people to maybe say we're going to have a tantric session. And then some people like don't even know what that is. They think we're going to have sex, you know? So for me, it's a tool and a language that allows me to, to kind of come to people in a more, I feel like it's in a more soft way. And then it's not soft because shadow work is not soft. Finding ourselves many times, we have to like take away everything that isn't us. Yes. It, very interesting. I, I mean, I tend to, I went into those harder things because of the more yang things because that's how I am. I think I'm very yang. So I was, I went, I, my first thing was going into encounter groups. And then I went into est training. And then I went into landmark, and those were all very confrontive. Yeah. And then I found Tantra, and then I found my feminine. You know, I found my, <laughs> you know, my sweetness and my uh, feminine side that was very hidden to me uh, because I, I guess it, that didn't feel safe in the world. Right. So, yeah, getting stuck is getting stuck. Stuck is stuck. Yes. Beautiful. So, um, okay, so Gene Keys and Human Design. Um, so I, they told me I was a manifester. I was a generator manifester. Mm -hmm. So I'm both in that. And I, I, a lot of people tell me that they're that. And I look at that. Like, I know I am that. Mm -hmm. I generate and manifest. I'm definitely a manifester. And then people tell me that's what they are. And I look at them and I don't see anything that they've done. So then I think to myself, how could they be like me? They're not. Right. Is this is it possible to be blocked in this as something like you're you are, they say the system says that you are this and you're not being this? Yeah. So in human design, we call that the not self. First and first of not all, self. Yeah, we are calling it the not self. So basically, this is why sometimes I don't like human design because, like you say, it actually divides uh, us in four different aura groups or energy groups. So the generator can either be a pure generator or a manifesting generator. So you're a generator, you're here to generate. You have a life force that is always alive. And that's 70% of the population. So there are going to be a lot of people, but that's 70% of the population really live their genius? I don't think so, you know? So what we call that in human design is the not self. So for all the energy types, it, it's it's a not self that exists. And for the generator or the manifesting generator, the not self theme is frustration. So in, if you think about how many people out there that are frustrated, well, that means that they are in the not self. Well, if they were in the true self living their genius, they would be satisfied all the time. They would maybe yeah. be tired when they go to bed, but there would be a satisfaction of knowing that they are using their life force in a way that is correct for them, in a way that is building the world. The generators are builders. We're here to build the world. We're here to go come, you know, go somewhere in a direction with humanity. That's definitely who I am. It sounds like that's definitely who you are too. Yeah. And then manifesting, I mean, I have all these products and things that I've created. I have all this stuff, you know, these things. And I say, oh yeah, generator, manifestor, generator, generator, manifestor. Yes. And, and so, but I know lots of people who they say they're that. And I, I look at that. That's so then it becomes like astrology to me. Oh yeah. We're the same sign. 
We're not yeah, and that's why it's, it is the art of differentiation. And that's why also for me, human design would say, just follow your strategy and authority, which is like two little things. So for me, I'm responding to life from like my energy. Like my, it's kind of, if I would, if I, if I would put plates in front of you, you would be like, I know what I want to eat. Like that's how, how, you know, that's the strategy, how to respond to life. And the other thing for me is that I'm, yeah, it's like kind of, I have intuition and instinct. But for me, that's like, so many people have that. So that's why sometimes when we only learn, when we have one like reading maybe, or somebody tells us what we're in human design, yeah. that's like for me, that's not enough. I want to know the journey of my soul, you know, because actually what it is, is that astrology just have the moment where you're born and take all the planets in that moment. What human design and gene keys do is that they take also the moment of incarnation. So three times before, 88 degrees back in the astrology, astrological wheel it has another imprint so basically what, what we're doing is that the dance between the spirit and the, or the role and the soul we could say the, the personality and the soul imprint and we want mm-hmm. them to dance because the soul is going to be sad if the personality thinks oh i'm a business consultant like in my case and i have to be perfect and i have to have this perfect life and blah 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 blah, blah. not even being conscious of, of it but just running that kind of hamster wheel for a long time until my physical body told me and my emotional body told me something is so wrong and I was I was a shell of who I knew I was and I just had to leave I had to move away from New York coming back to Sweden laying on the ground basically feeling like a scared animal in a corner for a year until something happened I was like this is not my life and I, I got up but I was broken and then I found human design and jinkies and I started on a I mean I already found tantra so like that life force was first breaking me down instead like it was breaking me down instead of building me up because if all the structure was wrong. So that fire came in, you know, being generators, I, like, I was just burning myself more. So I had to purge all that in, in a way and then start to actually, instead of burning myself, to start to understand how can I channel this, this out in the world? How can that spirit guide me where I'm going? I might be a rebel and that's actually cool, but how to do that switch, like how to start to be, yeah, how has to start to do that? I didn't know. So that's why it's also been for me a lot of a discovery. What does it look like? And what that's do I have great. to say, you know, include and what can't I include anymore? All right, so that's perfect. That's a perfect place to take a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the subject, which is if people have, I'm going to see if I can say it correctly. Hang on a second. Move up my screen. Oops, I lost it. Anyway, it's if people have the courage to follow their spirit, like what their spirit's trying to tell them and what uniquely is theirs to create in the world or to be in the world or so on, like the purpose mm-hmm. of who they are, which is perfect. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm thrilled here to be with Bella Crystal. You know, we're relatively new friends and... Um, and we're learning from each other and we're doing some some things together. So it's my pleasure that she's on the show today. And we're going to talk about you out there. If you have the courage to follow your spirit or your life's purpose or whatever you want to call it. Let's say you don't believe in spirit, but you know that there's some purpose you're supposed to be living. And maybe you are and maybe you aren't. So we're going to find out more about that. So please stay tuned. We're taking a very short break. Sexual. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness 
The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only $19.99 paperback and $14.99 ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra is safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handler's on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back with Sex and Happiness. And today we are talking about following your own unique rebellious spirit into the world or establishing authority for your orgasmic energy. Like what are you supposed to be doing in this world and are you doing it? So, Bella, you, we just came to the point where you said, you know, you decided you could be a rebel. You, wanted, you didn't want to burn yourself up anymore. You wanted to take, take that energy and channel it into something. So, like, around when was that? Like, do you have an age that that was? Or do you have a, is there a period in your life that you call it? Yeah, this was 2012, 2013. So, okay. a seven-year period, basically. And for me, a lot of things happen in seven-year periods. So, you know, that's the time it takes for the cells in the body to renew. So I feel like to, re- to refine something and really master it, often we have to allow that period of seven years. Because I also believe in that something that happened at the age of four, maybe, you know, you have a sexual trauma or something. Many times I see at the age of 11, like seven years later, there is a possibility for that thing to kind of to, to be integrated or there's another thing that kind of, kind of shocks you more. So I believe a lot in those seven-year cycles. And for me, it's taken me this time to refine. For a while, I thought that human design and gene keys were the, the, like what I was going to do. And then I would go to ISTA trainings and assist. And I was like, what? I haven't spoken about human design and gene keys in 11 days. I was in Brazil without electricity. And I'm like, I'm so fulfilled right now. Like, that's not my thing, you know? So it's like, it's been really this thing of seeing. I, I mean, I would say... I work, I activate fields for transformation. And there are many tools that can help activate fields of transformation. And basically the fields of transformation are orgasmic energy. And you could use plant medicine. You could use an ISTA training where we're all a field together. You can use, like showing somebody, this is your imprint. You, you can like allow somebody to like be who they are, which what I feel is a lot with Jinkies and human design. And that for me, that is a combination. It's not enough with a theory. It's, and it's even not enough that I tell you about your emotional conditioning. 
we need you to do the emotional, like we need you to, to go and growl maybe, depending on what it is. Or we need you to start becoming vulnerable because you became completely, you know, you, you, it wasn't safe for you to be vulnerable as a child. But then it's about, it's not about understanding it here. It's about what does it mean to do it, to walk it, to do it in your relationships. So that's why you can't just use one tool. You, like everybody's different. This is the also differentiation where you're all unique. So I have to tune into your energy. If I can touch you even better, but I have to touch you with my heart at least. And then I can feel you. When I feel you, I know what's going on inside of you. And mm-hmm. then I have those amazing maps that you're going to confirm to me. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels. That's been my biggest thing since I, since I was a child. And then together we thread and we're like, this is truth. This, it's because you feel it, not because I say it. You know, because you would feel it, you know, Laurie, if yes. you work together, like, you know it. That, that's the thing. Yeah. When you go to Easter training, you wake, you wake up that energy and you're like, fuck, I'm a dragon. You know, you feel it. <laughs> I'm a dragon. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I understand that. I mean, for me, I had done all these trainings, I guess, and looked into all these systems. But until I found Tantra... They weren't integrated. Like I intellectually had distinctions. I understood a lot of stuff. I was smart. I was kind of working my path. But introducing sexual energy into it opened up like I saw a different light. Right. You know, I just, I, like everything became clear. And, And I no longer could... Uh, blame my upbringing. I no longer could hold on to uh, resentments from the past, whether it was to my parents or anyone else. I no longer could allow any of that. And the search for that, the search for that kind of understanding, I could no longer, it it made no more sense. The only thing that made sense was to embrace it all of everything I had and then take that and move it into the world and make something out of it. So my purpose became what ISTA would call uh, love, sovereignty, and freedom, you know, Mm -hmm. like my, and it's funny because, well, I don't know if it's funny, but I left, uh, I came to Arizona to be part of an intentional community that was into um, exploring physical immortality, like not dying in this Mm -hmm. body, not dying in this body. And I, and then there were some things that went down and I I said, um, there's something happening here where I don't feel so sovereign anymore. There's something happening here where I feel like there's some shaming and I have to leave because what I do in the world, this is antith- antithetical to my life's purpose. Yeah. So what I do in the world is uh, eradicate shame so that people feel sovereign and whole and love and freedom. And I can't be in a space where you're behaving in a different way. And it was so clear to me. It was just like, oh, I have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you clear out, you become more transparent somehow. And then your energy can feel whatever is there. And if it's not aligned with your truth, it's like it's not even a mental question anymore. You're, you can't, you're like your body takes you out of there. <laughs> exactly. It's not even a breakup like, you know, I'm so mad at you. I have to, like, it's just like I'm out of here. I have to go where I'm. Michael, my partner, you know, Michael, he calls it... Um, I go places where I'm celebrated, not where I'm tolerated. Yeah. You know, where places where we could celebrate whatever it is. So for me, and sounds to you, like you, it's it's love, freedom, and sovereignty. Those are the three words that Ista calls it. And I thought, wow, that's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and who knew? I certainly didn't know that growing up because I too, I was like rebelled against everything. Mm. So. I was rebelling against everything because probably everything wasn't aligned with my soul's purpose, which I didn't know yet. Yeah. So it's brilliant. So tell me how you work with people. Like who comes to you? Do people come to you in classes or do people come to you one-on-one or people come to you online? Like what are the ways that you get to work your magic with people? 
I mean, in the beginning, I was a lot going to, because I had that kind of nomad life like you have. So I was assisting ISTA, but then I would go to a yoga retreat. And then that would be part of like, you know, their, their soul blueprint would be part of that because it's both, I like the integrate, like integrating things. So the holistic approach where they would work with their body maybe, or, and then there would be, so that's a lot of what, what I did before. But now, especially now, when I had started even before with the traveling that I'm using Zoom and I'm working. So I also, I... I, I like to work not only by myself. I like one-to-one, but it takes a lot of energy because I'm yes. basically going to go into your body and feel everything you feel, you know, and then I have to understand, like, then also I have to kind of, you know, be sovereign. So if I'm too much in somebody else's aura and like with that heart, that really, there, it is taxing. So I'm working also with a small group of people. We both have a membership where people come once a week and it's all about, it's a doula work. You know, it's kind of assisting somebody to rebirth. And, and then it's, it's also, when it's in a group, we have, if you work one-to-one with me, it's going to be transformational and maybe even going to hurt on the way there because sometimes it, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a comfortable with everything we repress because we are, we are clearing, or clearing, we're opening up things so that your mental, your emotional, your physical, and your spiritual can be friends. Like those four planes want to be friends in the world. And maybe there aren't. Maybe the mind is trying to protect the little brothers, but we want them all to be themselves in you, Right. So yeah. that's what, that's the kind of retrieval work that we are doing. It's soul retrieval, yeah. same as ISTA. But I, there, there's not a one way of doing it. So I, I like to work also in groups where people can take it their pace and they can be inspired by somebody else who had a breakthrough. And there can also be that support function because maybe we do the, we do the doula work in reverse, but then there is a support system where somebody went through it before and we feel safe in a container. And it's the same with Ista, like you know, Ista, that's the Tantra. When there is a safe container, then it makes more sense. Um, well, and- there, when there's a safe container and there's other people, the focus isn't only on you, on one or the other. So it's much, it's less energy output for you because there's a group. And also uh, people, there's something, I, I, I used to teach it, there's something called risky shift. And risky shift means that people will go much further along with a group mm. than they will if it's just them. Like the group pushes them to, to transform more than they would have the energy for or even the inclination for on their own. And there's something too where I've started to work with two other people. So the woman that I do the membership group with, she's very much into human design and and she's and she is intuitive. So she's kind of soft. And then I don't have to take the soft part. I can kind of do that, the retrieval part. And then we have a third person who does more of soul work and kind of, so when we work together, it's like everybody can be in their genius. And this is also when it comes to like, what we do in the outer world, because I'm not only about this inner stuff, like I'm, I'm, you're creating kind of the nest for your Merkaba to stand in so you can go multi to multiple places in your life. So for me, it's important to understand for people too, like where can you be, where are you in synergy? If you work in a group with other people, if everybody's doing what they're best at, like how would the world look if you put everybody doing what they're best at? Like I think we could change the world in, you know, one day. But we're yeah. Well, what we're used to, we're like, oh, I have to go five to nine to five and do that job, and that's how I bring home money. But what about your genius? What if you would do what your best that was natural for you all the time? Like that, that, that would be. So that's what I inspire people to do, and also what I'm then, you know, I have to walk my talk. For me, role modeling is more in, interesting than leadership. So I want to be able to walk the talk, and that's why I cannot not work with life or with sexuality. I ask those questions that other people don't want to ask, and people are like, you know. But it's it's I can see the power of I can see the power of life force and sexuality and not think that that's an area by itself no it's so much at the core of life so that it would be not in integrity for me to work with people and not bring that up as one of the main things and I mean that I would have I mean Laurie I want to hear more from you about that because you are even much further than I on that path (laughs) well I you know I didn't my sexual energy was like always there I didn't it's really funny we recently I was uh I did a show with Kamala Devi McClure, and I, we're, I'm part of the book Sex Shamans. And she says, I'm the only one who said that my sexual energy was like there and play like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like from the time I was five, I can remember it. I can remember like being aroused. And she said everyone else had like an awakening. They had a Kundalini experience or they had something. And I'm like, nah, I didn't have anything. It's just for me, it was always there. Yeah, I mean, I and, 
and I was, you know, I was punished for that. My, I, my mother and my grandmother thought I was like a wild child, and they were always had their eye on me. They tried to, I mean, I was very popular, so they couldn't like keep me back from, I was also a school leader, so they couldn't keep me back from the dances. They couldn't be, keep me back from the parties, but they watched me like a hawk because they were sure I was going to get pregnant and thrown out of school. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't. I was very responsible, and I was very precocious. Mm -hmm. So, um, so when I found, so I was looking for tantra before I knew what tantra was. Like I was like going, there's something. There has to be something that has sex in it that where people are talking more about connection and deepness. I didn't have those words, but I, they're looking for something bigger than this. Right. You know, and because this, for me, was very unsatisfying. It was just like, that's it? Yeah. I don't think so. I think there's more. But I didn't know where to look. There was no, and I had no role models. I had nobody. So, um, yeah, so I understand that. It's like, for me, it just like, it just came right. There's an expression I have, like, comes right out of your hand. Like, it just came... Yeah. Before I could speak about it, it was already in my environment. So. Yeah, I have similar experience. I remember I ended up at the Tantra Festival, and I'm like, this is what I've done my whole life. I just didn't know that they have festivals about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, your awareness catches up to the who you, who you have been being. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was true for me, too. On my first day of my Tantra, first Tantra class, I cried and cried and cried. Because not only did I see that this was what I was looking for, but I cried because my feminine had permission to come out. Yeah. Because she had been hiding inside of a drill sergeant, for lack of a better word. I was like, like a drill sergeant in corporate America. And um, all of a sudden there was this female component that was like breathing again. And I cried for her. I was so, I was like, Wow, she hasn't been here in a long time. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that was part of my thing. I had spirit and I had awareness, the conscious. I had the masculine, the expansion of consciousness. Yeah. But it took me long to really understand the depth of the soul, which I feel is the feminine, the form, like everything that is like kind of that goes down in creation instead of up in expanding in consciousness. And those two, I mean, Ista has been a part like also of living it out, like you say in a group that has been powerful for me because it's so it's so visceral. Like when you do it in Ista, it's visceral. So you get a sense of what it is to be that in physical form, which with yeah. many other things you don't you don't get that visceral like really taste of it in that and taste and sense and like um, you know all the senses that are there and they are just absorbing it for a week with the group. It's a powerful experience. Very powerful. I'm hoping that uh, that this COVID thing gets lifted and we can start. We can get back to that business because there's a lot of. It's almost like now there's a there's a uh, an elite group of people who have done it. And there's the whole rest of the world, and there's so many people. There are so many people right now in this time signed up to do it, mm -hmm. and there and it's been thwarted, you know, by the virus. So, uh, so a lot of people are on hold, waiting to have the experience you're describing, waiting to have that visceral experience of it all coming together in a group for a week. So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> this will be over soon. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about how people get in touch with you, all the places they can find you, and um, who should come. You know, like if you... Yeah, if you asked me. Like I would say, if you're not in a gap or if you're not considering something in your life, you know, changing, kind of taking that leap, Many people come to me are already knowing I can't continue what I've been doing. And there are, some people fell down in the gap and they don't know how to fly. So it's, all, it's not good to come from me. It's like kind of happy with your life and nothing really has to change. You maybe want a little bit of a boost. I'm not the right person. Like right. really for you, it's really anybody old, young, like I have people who speak all kinds of languages. I switch languages five times a day in my work. Like there's no limits for who you can be, but you need to want to find your, like you need to want to find like this, like what's in you, what drives you and be that. Otherwise, it's not. Yeah. yeah, that's great. How many languages do you speak? Six. Six languages, so jealous. 
That's so awesome. So you speak English, Spanish, Swedish. Those Portuguese, three are obvious. Italian and French. Portuguese, Italian and French. <laughs> Kudos, yay. I speak a little French, a little Spanish, and a little, well, I speak Yiddish, which is somewhat a little bit close to German. <laughs> a teeny bit of Hindi and a, and a teeny bit of Hebrew, but I can't really, like, I can't have a conversation in those. So anyone who has, like, mastery of language like that, it's like, oh, oh. at night I use Duolingo and I study Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to, like, really become more fluent. It's awesome. All right, we're taking a short break. When we come back, we're going to find out how to get in touch with you. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. 6135 and say Laurie Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for men. That's Venus, V E N U S for men. We are back now with Sex and Happiness, and today I'm speaking with Bella Crystal, and Crystal is with a K. Um, and we're talking about following your unique rebellious spirit out into the world. Like, who are you? Who are you meant to be? What were you born to be? It can't be some nine to five, click in the, your time card and come out and punch it out at the end of the day. And maybe it is, but for a lot of people, there's something much more creative inside there. And it's just a question of connecting the dots as Bella was talking about body, mind, spirit, and uh, energy. Uh, the energetic emotions. So Bella, uh, so I got it that you're a unique client, you're a unique person to come to you, whether you work with them one-on-one or you work with them with a few people or in a group is someone who knows that there's a seeds for change happening in them and they, and they know they want something transformed, something to move in their system. So how should they get in touch with you? What's the like, best way to find you? I mean, my website is called Unlock Your Design. So there you can always get in touch with me. What I do on a daily basis is like, I don't, I feel like if you look at the news when you wake up, it's not fun. So I have a Facebook group called Living Matrix. 
So if you go there, most of the things are inspiring, and it, it's really it's really using a synthesis of systems of so human design, jinkies, tantra, you know, conscious sexuality, uh, spiral dynamics, and anything is welcome. Like we're we're putting those different lenses or glasses on and look at the life, look at the world, look at that matrix of life with all these like a cake with all these pieces and everybody's welcome. You don't have to know any system. You just have to be inspired and feel like you don't want to wake up to BBC. You know, you can still do that, but there's, there's this like everyday basis where there's an interaction where people are coming from the heart, where I show up as much as I can. So I, I, I believe a lot in that kind of community where we can just inspire each other and it's not going to take so much time. Like it's not going to be, it's just to show up for the world. So that's yeah. the first step, I would say, if you like the energy in there, well, then that you can, you can, on Unlock Your Design, we have the membership group, we have the, like I said, the soul readings, where we're three people, that everybody, we do our things, we do 90 minutes with us, and often that is like, you know, then I have people that work one-on-one -on -one for a longer time too, which is more kind of a coaching, but it's not a traditional coaching, that's why I don't, I call it more like doula work, like we, we go deep. And doula we, work, yeah. Um, um, so say that one again. So you, say your website again, and then say the Facebook group. Yeah, again. so website, website is Unlock Your Design. The other website is Tantra Connection. This is for beginners. Like if you just feel like there's a little bit of tickling or tingling in you, there's something more. Maybe you want to connect more with your partner. This is where Lori came in and she was speaking about sex magic. So it's like, it's, it's kind of in the beginning of the project, but we're, we're taking in people like Lori, people that have a lot more experience uh, that to come to the platform and share with us so that we can, so it's not that you have to become a tantrica, but maybe there are small pieces if you have a nine to five life and you feel curious. The tantra connection is a really good first step. We have monthly workshops too that are introductionary. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a Facebook group too where it is quite a lot of vulnerable sharing. Uh, there are gonna be on online courses and all that, but it's it's a good a good step in if you, like I say, I like those first step where you, I like the deep work, but sometimes we have to be gentle in the beginning. So then no. that is good. Very good. Very good. And then the group on Facebook, it's something matrix. Living matrix. Living matrix. So I want to say something about that because I have never understood how for breakfast, people wake up, they get a cup of coffee, they get a muffin or something, they, and they read the paper. Now maybe they don't read the paper anymore. They go online or they watch CNN or they watch BBC. And I've never understood how people eat the news for breakfast. Like to me, that's like the worst breakfast you could have. That's like putting, that's like feeding cortisol right into your body. That is not feeding oxytocin into your body. So I like the idea of living matrix. You wake up in the morning and you go on that group and you get inspired instead of going on television or going on uh, the internet and finding out the worst things that are happening. And it's always skewed to the worst things that are happening and the sensationalism of the worst things that are happening. So go somewhere else and find something great for yourself. Mm -hmm. I Like for breakfast, uh, to me, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And I would never do that to myself. Right. Like I would just never do that. To, I mean, I used to, but I mean, I stopped doing that in the late 60s. I don't do that anymore. I haven't done that in years. It's funny, the book Andrew Wheel, um, Eight Weeks to Optimal Health, the first week, in the first week, he says, give yourself a news fast. Mm. Don't go off news. And I said, oh, great, I did that already. I was, you know, I was like, <laughs> really great, Bella. Okay, so you, everyone, you have heard how to get in touch. You can go to the website. You can oh, go just to write to me on Facebook. I mean, that works too. Like, okay. I'm kind of informal in, you know, you, you can see like, I'm, I, I'm kind of informal. I like to, I like to feel people. Like when I get the form on the website, because you sign up and you pay and you like fill in, like there's something that's lost when you, and I hear your voice in a voice message on Facebook, for example, I know you already before I know you. So there's something with that that I feel is getting lost when we have all these automatic things. So there's, and I like that with, you know, there was a little bit of a chaos when we were working with Mario, but in the body awakeners, there was that human part, the messiness of being human, that can also be cool. And sometimes that's the thing, like you reach out, you don't have the time to like fill in the whole thing and see if your paper works or whatever, but you have that spark, you see somebody spark something in you. And then just, you don't even have to work with me, just let me know that it sparked something. And then I feel like that spark is changing the world. Like that's so much more what I'm about, if I, you know, to be really 
honest with with how I see the world and how I see things happening in people. I got got some feedback from somebody about the messiness of that group. Somebody bought the videos uh, as a result of me speaking about them and then wrote to me and said that I shouldn't align myself or my or my uh, branding with such a unedited, you know, raw group. And I thought to myself, wow, you missed the whole thing. Like it was just spontaneous. Like we just sat in that group and responded to people, to people's humanity. And Mario is like, has, Mario is like the king of humanity. You know I know. I mean? His English is broken and his spelling is terrible and his organization isn't so great but he's like the he's like walking heart all he wants is for people to be empowered i mean i know because he's worked on my body seven times and like he killed me but he like he screamed at me stand up straight don't you're hunting i'm going to do something you know and i would go oh no Not again, but you know, I went back. I went back. He's like one of the greatest people I've ever known in my whole life. And I mean, I cry with Mario. Like I don't cry with many men, but when we look, when we feel into the world, we cry. Like that's the divine feminine too. Like it's like he's he's both super receptive and also you know he's so passionate. And that passion, the world needs more passion. And if somebody comes and says that's not perfect, like ten years ago or twenty years ago, I would have felt bad. Today I'm like like you. I'm sorry that you couldn't feel the heart in it. Because it's there, and that's the heart right. that ignites us. That's the heart that starts that energy to flow. Exactly. Beautiful. Well, Bella, thank you so much for being my guest today. It has been my pleasure to have you. And everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to us or watching us, if that's what you're doing. Either or is fine with me. I wouldn't do this without you. It's been my pleasure to be doing this for 12 years already. I think 10, 11, 12 years I've been broadcasting so please tune in to sex and happiness next time and i will have another amazing guest for you somebody who you can learn from and that's all it is like what sparks you to grow and go out there and have the courage to be your rebellious spirit in the world (laughs) wonderful thanks so much bella thank you everybody bye bye Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.